2: Thursday morning, October 10th, 2019, the Beating the Book podcast, Megapod, week number, what is it, six? Week six, National Football League, it's Gil Alexander on the show today. The staples, as always, from Circus Sports, Derek Stevens, Conciliary, the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Palm. Good morning, Michael.
3: Good morning, Gil, and guests. (laughs)
2: And guest indeed Todd Wishnev of course the other staple on the show To my left Todd from his uh, Palatial Graceland somewhere next to the South Point Hotel Casino Todd what is your record now in Circa What is it
4: Uh, I believe it's 16 and 9 but thanks for jinxing me
2: 16 and 9 Todd and I both went 4 and 1 the first uh, week of the new quarterly At Circa Uh, There were 55 and 0's last week And 298 4 and 1's Interesting We are behind the 8 ball See if we have a Thursday pick coming up. And our guest today, on the heels of Michael Lombardi and Joe Fordenball, ladies and gentlemen, is producer number five from the VEASAN Show and Numbers Game, and he hosts his own show called Market Watch, Monday through Friday, uh, 4 to 6 Pacific, 7 to 9 Eastern evenings. At VEASAN, it's Jeff Parles. Good morning, Jeffrey.
5: Good morning, Gil. It's, uh, it, it's a it's a great honor to be on with you. It's a great honor to be on with uh, Mike Palm, and it's a great honor to be with the guy I beat in tennis the other day.
2: Well, easy on the last one. Which would be Todd Wishnev in the first annual Las Vegas Invitational Tournament, although a rules committee came down on uh, Twitter and said that, in fact, it is your responsibility to move that ball that was on the court, and so therefore the point should be Todd's. That changes everything. Todd hitting a drop shot that managed to hit a ball that was laying on Jeff's side of the court. Of course he did. We gave the point to Jeff. Should have been Todd's.
4: And then I go pay the guy this morning and try to give him a $100 bill because I owe him like $46 because he hit a plus 130 against me. And he gives me a hard time. Like, I'm giving him a hard time for giving him money.
5: <laughs> I I, I, did, I didn't know if I had changed,
4: Todd. It's a, it's a big
5: deal if I don't have
4: changed then.
2: This gentleman pulled a groin while playing, charging to the net, Mike Palm. Mike, Circus Sports Update... Uh, I mentioned fifty-five and O's and two hundred ninety-eight four and ones. What is the leader of the whole thing at right now?
3: Uh, twenty wins, four losses, and one tie. So twenty and a half points. Todd Wishnev sits only four and a half points back wow. of the leader. Wow!
2: For those of us who are in this quarterly thing now, after one week of four in October, we want to know what the number is on this New England. Thursday night game. Do we have those out yet as we record this on Thursday morning? Here's the week six
4: point spreads. The Patriots are 17 over the Giants in the Circa contest.
2: 17. Okay, so Todd, then the question becomes, and we can start with the Thursday game here, gentlemen. The The thought becomes, you know, normally I don't play any Thursday games. This is awfully tempting tonight with the Patriots a 17-point favorites. Thursday games are squirrely, but the Giants are basically punting on this game. There's no Saquon Barkley. There's no Gallman. There's no Shepherd. There's no Ingram. Are they going to score enough points here to prevent New England from covering this? Todd, are you playing this at all?
4: I'm not going to play it. If I did, I would, I would, I would lean to the Giants. But I'm not going to play it. Jeff,
5: I like New England uh, laying 16 and a half or 17, regardless of, of where it is right now. There's some 16 and a halves out there as well. Uh, but I'm looking Giants team total. Uh, I said earlier in the day on the numbers game, I liked it even under 10-and-a-half. There are 12-and-a-halves out there. Uh, how are the Giants going to score more than twice in this game? I know Todd and I got burned on a, on a Jet team total against New England a few weeks ago on pure chicanery. But uh, I, I kind of like that under-12-and-a-half Giant team total at, uh, at minus 115.
2: Hmm. Mike? You know,
3: I actually lean Giants getting 17, but I don't like this weather.
2: Yes. Uh, Good point.
3: I think the weather is a big factor tonight, Gil. And uh, Daniel Jones playing in the uh, ACC and so far only in the fall uh, in New York has not seen any weather like this. Brady's so used to these conditions. I think this really leans Patriots with weather.
2: I am so tempted to play the Patriots and play a Thursday game. Foxborough temperature right now, 52 degrees tonight expected to have 59% precipitation, chance of precipitation, 15 miles per hour wind. I just don't know if I want to get locked into the other four picks, but I am tempted by a Thursday night game in the way that I have not been thus far this year. So that's the Thursday night game. Let us begin with best bets. By the way, how did we do last week, Todd? Let's recap, first of all. Oh, yeah, we should
4: recap. I believe that you guys both, all of us went 2-1 on the picks, which would move me to nine and six mike would move to eight six and one and you would move to
2: six and nine is that right six and nine because i put together one and twos every other week what happens if i win circa october after that performance that will be the poster child of why circa did these quarterlies someone who could be as bad as me the first month and then turn it around so that's what i'm playing for
4: it could happen
2: it could happen by the way, if this weren't a football show, I could brag about baseball. But since it's not a baseball show, there's nothing really to talk about. Natitude, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, uh, race tonight. I Plus... think you
4: should just say, "How about that, Davey Roberts?" <laughs> Forget the Nats.
2: If you've been listening to a numbers game on Veasan, just a windfall of cash yesterday. Cardinals, Nats, Nats series, both wild card games. We hit. Multiple games of the Division Series. I think we've missed twice the entire time so far. Got the Rays tonight, plus 240. Going against our futures bets on the Astros, we shall see. All right, let's do football picks. Let's try to do better. Mike, we start with you. What do you got?
3: I'm going to take a total for my first best bet. We'll go with old Fanny Pack, Vic, uh, hosting the Tennessee Titans. I thought this number would come back 37, 37 and a half. We've actually seen it take up to 40. I'm going to go under 40 in Denver. Um, I think that you will you will see this game played in the teens. Mariota won't turn the ball over. He'll keep the game close. But look at last week, even in San Diego, neither team moved the ball. The Chargers or the Broncos. Flacco is just like you know a statue back there. I think Tennessee will put some pressure on him. They'll be able to sack him a couple of times. And I think the first team to, to uh, 17 wins this game. So we'll go under 40 in Denver.
2: Under 40 in Denver. I'm going to jump in because if you listen to Guessing Lines this week, one of the picks that I had the wrong team favored in is this one. I thought Tennessee should be favorite. They are not. Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this ball game.
4: By the way, the I think 40-and-a-half is more. Should we give Mike an extra half point for his under?
2: All right. If that's consensus, that's consensus. By the way, the Denver line is two. I'm taking Tennessee here as my best bet, first best bet of the week, Tennessee plus the two points, for some of the reasons Michael just stated, one of which was Marcus Mariota doesn't do a lot right. I've been a critic of his for many years, but the one thing he does do well and will have him... You know, in this league for many years to come, he doesn't turn the ball over, as Mike said. This is one of these games where I think that particular skill is at a premium. I think Mariota and the Titans now with their new kicker, by the way, no more Cairo Santos who missed four field goals last week, three missed, one blocked. It is, in fact, Cody Parkey. I think Cody Parkey, Marcus Mariota, and the Titans go in. I'm not going to be influenced by what I saw from the uh, Broncos one week last week. Uh, They finally forced the takeaway, did the Broncos after not having done so the first four weeks of the season. Came up with three last week. Uh, But that was the Chargers doing Chargers things. I'm not going to count on the Broncos having that kind of a turnover uh, lead in this one or a turnover uh, victory in terms of the uh, turnover differential. So I'm going Tennessee plus the two points. I think Tennessee should be favored.
4: Todd? Um, I'm going to go with the under... In the Dallas Cowgirls versus the New York Jets, under forty-four and a half. Um, and here's why I always love playing Dallas under. I think they're just a great under team because they love to run the ball. They're not that explosive offensively, and I think their defense is pretty good. Now, last week it would have gone under. I had under against the uh, Packers. It was seventeen nothing at the half, and it got out of control because the Packers got ahead by so much. Went into the prevent, and that killed the under. That may not be the case this week. I think you guys were all talking about Darnold is going to be back this week, it seems like, but even with him back, how I don't see the Jets getting more than 14 points, maybe 17. So, you know, 24-14, 26-14, 28-14 still gets you. Even 30-14 even gets you under the 44-and-a-half. So I'm going to go under the 44-and-a-half in the Dallas New York Jets game, and uh, hope for the Clapper to run the ball.
2: 44-and-a-half, which is one of four afternoon games on Sunday. Thank you that they're not 10-2 and two this week. Remember, we have a London game, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, then six games at the uh, 10 a.m., 1 p.m. time slot, and then four games in the afternoon in the Dallas Jets game, one of those four. Uh, Jeff, we usually start with our guests with picks, so I'm going to snake this. You get your best bet, and then you can follow it up with your second best bet here to start things off second round for us.
5: Very nice. Going the full fantasy football style here, Gil. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'll start off with uh, one of those late afternoon games, I'm going to take the Rams minus three, laying the points against the Niners. Now, of course, the last two samples we've seen from this team, these two teams are San Francisco absolutely pummeling Cleveland on Monday night. The Rams uh, losing a tight game and really a game they should have won. Zerline usually money on kicks at the end of games misses the 44-yard field goal. It's a scenario here for the Rams. It's a good spot. They're back at home. The Niners on a short week. If the Rams lose this game, they're going to be three and three. The Niners would be five and zero. It would be a scenario where the Rams are two and a half back without the tie break against San Francisco. And if Seattle were to win in Cleveland, they would be two back of Seattle with Seattle having the tie break. It feels like a good spot for the Rams to get right, even with how good San Francisco has looked. I'll lay the three uh, with the LA Rams at the Coliseum against the Forty ers That's my first best bet of the week, Gil.
2: Yeah, Niners on uh, short rest here. Rams last week, Golf filled up the stat sheet, 29-49 to 49 for 395, one touchdown a pick. Everett and Cup his biggest target, 7 for 136 for Everett, 9 for 117 and a touchdown for Cup. Gurley, 15 carries for 51 yards, two touchdowns, just 15 carries. But Jeff taking the Rams for all the reasons stated, giving the field goal as his best bet, numero uno. What's number two?
5: Number two, I'm going to go to Arrowhead. I know the Chiefs are banged up. I know Patrick Mahomes is banged up. But I like over 55 in this game. This feels, again, another good spot for Kansas City to get right after a lackluster offensive performance against a really good Indianapolis team. Uh, Hey, that lost Indy took two weeks ago to Oakland. Might just be the fact that the Raiders are pretty damn good themselves. But uh, I like over 55. I'm not sure how Kansas City slows down Houston. Houston can run the ball well. They obviously have an explosive passing game when things are right. But I, I I see this game, both teams in the 30s, actually. So I'm going over 55. KC's offense gets right. Houston's offense, off of a humongous leak last week against Atlanta, continues to roll against a not very good KC defense. What
2: about 55-and-a-half? That's consensus. Over 55-and-a-half?
5: Yeah, I'll still go over 55-and-a-half. This, this, this feels something in the pocket of 35-31. Thirty-one twenty-eight. That still gets me over that fifty-five and a
2: half. All right, we'll see what version of uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans offense we get. Deshaun Watson, who was clean, perfect passer rating last week, but who prior to that was just getting sacked left and right. Uh, he had a streak of eight straight games with at least four times being sacked. Then he got sacked twice. Then he got sacked like six times before he was clean last week in Houston's win over Atlanta. But that, of course, was Atlanta. Houston at Kansas City. Jeff going over 55 and a half. Todd, pick number two. I'm going
4: to go with the Fighting Gardner Minshews and the Jacksonville Jaguars giving one point to New Orleans. Now, I'm thinking, why are the Jags giving one point to New Orleans? And most people are going to be like, well, New Orleans is, is really good. They've got Bridgewater playing well. Maybe it's the regular Saints. Not so fast, in my opinion. I really like what I've seen from Gardner Minshew. On the road, played extremely well against Carolina last week. They could have won that game had they not given up a uh, sack fumble for a touchdown. Um, I also liked what they did against Denver uh, on the road as well. Uh, Now they're coming home. Teddy Bridgewater, while he seems to be getting things under control uh, Mm. with the Saints, it's still not Drew Brees, Mm. so it's Mm. still not let let's call it 75% of New Orleans offense and now you're going into Jacksonville against a team that a couple years ago was a great defense i don't know necessarily they're a great defense anymore but they're probably pretty good on defense and um i just think that New Orleans in that road game against Seattle they won because of you know uh, defensive touchdowns and turnovers and stuff like that now you're asking Teddy Bridgewater to go on the road against a pretty decent team in Jacksonville I think Jacksonville feels like, hey, they might have found something here at quarterback, and all i got to do is win the game by one point. So I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars minus the
2: one. What do you think about New Orleans, though, as opposed to New Orleans? you still think Jacksonville wins a game against New Orleans?
4: (laughs) Well, no, i got to change my pick if it's New Orleans, because I I was making my bet based on New Orleans.
2: All right, uh, we're sneaking this, so it's my turn now. I'm I'm sneaking ahead of Mikey right here. I'm going to go to London against my better judgment. Going to London for a squirrely 6.30 a.m. <laughs> Pacific, 9.30 uh, a.m. Eastern stateside London game between the uh, Panthers and the Buccaneers. A very early rematch to the season, division battle, already playing game number two. Cam Newton played in the first game uh, for the Panthers. Tampa Bay won that on the road at Carolina 20-14. to A lot of love for Carolina here. Christian McCaffrey lighting up the uh, stat sheet and rightfully so, that there's a lot of love for Christian McCaffrey. 19 carries, 176 last week for two touchdowns. Then through the air, six catches, 61 in a touchdown, averaging 9.3 yards per carry uh, last week. And the fourth time this season that he had at least 175 yards from scrimmage. However... Uh, They use a single back inside zone run that piled up 285 yards, rushing three touchdowns against your Jacksonville Jaguars, Todd, last week for their third straight win. First victory at home, by the way. I just think there's a couple problems with that. One, they run that play ad nauseum. And I think the Tampa Bay coaches are smart enough to realize, all right, let's take that away from them. Let's make Kyle Allen beat us. And Kyle Allen puts the ball on the ground a lot. And they've gotten masked, have the Panthers' performance, by a lot of Kyle Allen fumbles that have ended up back in Carolina Panthers' hands. Uh, and I think Tampa Bay, meanwhile, every single week they come out, they can throw up 30, 40 points on anybody. Mike Evans didn't get the ball at all last week in a very strange outlying thing where he was an intended receiver just three times, didn't have a catch for Tampa Bay. I think they make a point to go to Mike Evans. I think they go to Mike Evans time and time again. I think Godwin does his thing. I think Jameis has a big day. And I think Tampa Bay is the wrong, I think the wrong team is favorite here. Carolina is two-and-a-half point favorite, or we'll call it two now, two-and-a-half, somewhere in that pocket. I'm taking the Buccaneers as technically home dogs, even though they're not really a home team, but technically home dogs at London. Putnam. So what are we what are we grading that as plus what Tampa Bay plus I, I see more two and a half so two and a half plus two and a half Todd Bushnev keeping score keeping the grades Mike Palmieri ladies and gentlemen from the circa operation what do you got Mike what's number two and number three
3: I'll st- I'll stay in London with you uh, Gil uh, and and go back to the fact that these two teams played each other already this season familiar with each other I think Todd Bowles is doing an underrated job with the defense in Tampa Bay and the improvements they've made there. Uh, and then uh, you, you look at uh, you look at Ron Rivera and his defense in, in Carolina, which is is never a slouch. These two teams played to a total of 34 earlier in the year, and it's come back at a 48. I think that's too high. And so I'm going to go under 48 in London as my second pick.
4: I see 47 and a half.
3: Well, you see him. I see 48. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you see, Gil? I see 47 and a half Todd. I'm with you.
3: Do you still want it, Mike? That's a very difficult question now. <laughs> it's a very key, It's a very key number. I wanted to push at 2424 a scoreless overtime. <laughs> I'll stay with it, 47 and a half. <laughs>
2: All right, what's number three smarty pants. Okay'm
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to uh, a, a game that uh, that Todd that Todd picked and I'm gonna play an over. In this uh, Jacksonville New Orleans game, I love Minshew. I don't. I don't think they can hold Minshew down, and I think that now that we've taken uh, we've taken uh, the training wheels off Bridgewater as he's gotten more experience. I thought this total came back low. What are you seeing? I see forty four. What are you seeing?
2: I see forty three and a half. I see forty oh, wow. three and a half as well.
3: Well, okay, we made up the half point there. Over, <laughs> over forty three and a half. I like it. Should be decent weather in Jacksonville. I was very. Each week, I get more and more impressed with Minshew and his ability to move the ball up and down the field. So, uh, I think this game's going to be a very good competitive game played in the upper twenties. So, over for that
2: one. By the way, the uh, the tactics that Mike Palm is using to get an extra half point we affectionately know as Hoops Petersoning it on the podcast today. That's the tactic, <laughs> Hoops Petersoning it.
3: Well. That's really low. I know. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I want to mention, Gil. Yes. I want to mention, Please. you know, they say that you're affectionately known as Dr. Gil and all this, but what a week for Vison I mean, you had a mall Shaw lecturing at the uh, at the Tommy Newsom School of Media at USC. You had uh, Greg Hoops Peterson being flown to the West Coast to teach Bill Walton about basketball. <laughs> and then... I know but there's no footage of this, but I was told that Maddie Humans gave the commencement address a keynote speech about brand loyalty in front of over 40,000 graduating clowns at Jack Murphy Stadium at the commencement address for Ronald McDonald University. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. It's a big week. Big week for VEASAN. I did not a know. Big week. Geez, I thought the Las Vegas Invitational was big enough. By the way, how is your groin? Your groin okay?
3: You know, I'm, I I stopped feeling my groin because all I can feel are my hamstrings and calves now that are so sore I can barely walk. I think the only way to really remedy this is for Todd and I to play again tomorrow morning. So we're on for nine a.m.
2: Oh, nice.
4: The line will be on bookmaker around eight forty-five. <laughs> we're not sure what the installation is yet. But uh, we will be getting back to everyone.
3: It's all based on how I how I hit around with Todd before the match.
4: <laughs> <laughs> give 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 me palm plus the
5: games again. That's all I'll say. Yeah.
2: We, we made a bit of a fortune betting against Todd Wishnev's ridiculous lines that he created, which propped him up to be Novak Djokovic.
4: Look, lines will be adjusted, and this time there will be no mistaken calls to rob me. I mean, I lose to earthquakes, I lose to incredible bad beats, and I lose to incredible bad calls. It's unbelievable.
3: Todd, I have to tell you that your uh, description of your drop shot... That barely went over the net and hit the ball that would have been a yes. clear winner. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Clear fantasy. Yeah.
2: He's got the best words, doesn't he? <laughs> I,
3: I, I felt I felt as if I almost wasn't there watching it. <laughs> it, it, it it's
2: as if he was watching a totally different match. Anyway, uh, we should charge admission to these. Someone should film these, by the way.
5: I, I, Gil, I Gil, Gil, I will say there was a... Intent interest from the, the behind-the-scenes crew at VEASAN of, of the Las Vegas Invitational, I yeah. will tell you that.
2: I'm sure there is. All right, so it's, it's my third pick here, and I am torn every which way on this, because I can't decide if I want to go New England, if I want to go Seattle, if I want to go Kansas City, if I want to go Washington, Atlanta, Dallas, so many games that I kind of like. Green Bay. In the end... I think I'm going with what feels like almost a contrarian pick right now, which is the Kansas City Omaha Chiefs giving four at home to the Houston Texans. Uh, I believe Tyreek Hill's going to show up for this game, and I think the four is a major overreaction to what we saw last week. Listen, Kansas City's defense is not good at football. I get it. But the Houston Texans are a sieve on that offensive line. Don't let last week's game fool you. This is Andy Reid against Bill O'Brien. I have said on a numbers game many times that if there's just one handicapping tenant that you should have in the NFL, let's say you could only have one, it's power ranking these coaches and betting accordingly. This is Andy Reid versus Bill O'Brien. I don't trust the Texans from week to week. I do trust the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to overcome four at home. What was the look ahead on this? The look ahead had to be way more than this. Give me the Chiefs. Minus the four at home Sunday morning against the Texans. That's pick number three for me. Toddy? Well it did
4: it did open seven and a half, so it's it seems like the entire world is on Houston and and that usually means the entire world's gonna get burned and you're gonna win, Gil.
2: Well, you know what that means. I hope so. I hope so. That's my I mean I feel good about that pick. We you know now here's the thing. All it's gonna take is one more bad performance by the Chiefs defense for me to completely never bet them again, but I'll go with him here, giving the four, because I do think this is way too short.
4: I will take—I'm really torn uh, here as well. I don't know how I'm going to come up with five circa picks this oh, week. me neither. This week just looks incredibly difficult. You know what? I'm just going to go with my gut. I like Tennessee plus the two points. I think it's a Fangio versus Vrabel. I'll take Vrabel every time. Uh, Tennessee really could be four and one if they had a kicker that could make some kicks uh and you know it's not like it's a team that goes on the road and wins all the time they're very well coached they're getting to we could easily see this being a 17-16 game or a 9 you know 20 to 19 game this game just feels like it's going to be tight tennessee's going to run the ball they're going to play good defense hopefully uh Cody Park won't hit it off the crossbar too many times and um somehow uh, Tennessee w- getting the points somehow gets there. I also like the fact that Denver won last week in a game which they were trying to give away desperately. It was uh, Chargers versus Denver, the-, the game that no one wants to win. And so, you know, Denver finally got a win. Time for them to, you know, roll back to their typical Denverness ness And uh, let's go with uh, Tennessee plus the two.
2: Their typical Denverness Parlay, what's your last one? <laughs>
4: I'm uh, gonna go to Sunday
5: night on this one, and I'm gonna take the seven points that the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting now. Wow! You're you're probably thinking, Jeff, are you nuts? Jeff, are you nuts? You're, 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 you're gonna have Devlin Hodges as your quarterback here tonight uh, on Sunday night. Devlin by Hodges. By the
4: way, backup. The backup to Devlin Hodges is Schlemi Goldstein at Mount Yeshiva State. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually uh, Todd. I
5: believe it's actually one the one and only Paxton Lynch. And I'm not making that up here. Uh, But look, the Chargers are a complete mess. And Gil, we've talked about it on a numbers game. The Chargers won so many close games last year that it's regressing back to the mean this year in the way of the Chargers looking like the Chargers of old. And I I, I don't care if it was Craig Hodges playing quarterback this week for (laughs) Pittsburgh. They're going to find a way to keep this game tight. I like Pittsburgh's defense, especially recently. Uh, they played well enough against Baltimore. They were great against Cincinnati. I know the Bengals are terrible, but they look good in that game. But I I think Denver's gonna be, or excuse me, I think Pittsburgh's gonna hang in this game. I think that game against Denver last week for the Chargers showed what they really are this year. They're fraudulent. They're gonna miss the playoffs, and they're gonna make this Sunday night game that looks awful on paper a tight game because they are the Los Angeles Chargers. I like the Steelers getting
2: the seven. I would love to see Craig Hodges in his uh, full Chicago Bulls uniform behind center for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. How about Seals? Gil Hodges? Gil Hodges. I was, I was thinking of another Hodges. Couldn't come up with one. All right, so Pittsburgh, your final pick, going the old Anthony Lynn fade here for Parlay on a uh, Sunday night. Support for today's Beating the Book podcast comes, as always, from our friends at bookmaker.eu. I have been saying it all season long. I will continue to say it. That bookmaker.eu is an industry leader for close to 30 years. You should know that by now. Pro players consider them a must- ...because they're first to post odds, they take the highest limits, and most importantly, pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. That is huge in this day and age. Bookmaker's a high-volume sportsbook best suited for not only the sophisticated player who understands sports betting, but also to large recreational players as well. And their motto is, where the lines originate, because chances are the sportsbook at which you've been betting all along follows their lines... And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l, you can claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. Once again, that's bookmaker.eu slash gill, g-i-l-l, to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. Don't miss out. All right, teaser time. Mike Palm, let's start with you. What's your
3: teaser of the week? Oh, Gil, uh... I'm going to go with the game you guys like and take, take tease the Titans up to eight uh, at Denver as the first play, and then I'm going to take and tease the Cowboys down to one. I like
2: that. I am doing the Titans and the Bucks, taking two dogs that I think should be favorites, teasing them through the three, through the seven. So it's Titans and the Buccaneers for me, my two-team six-point teaser. Wish Nev.
4: Oh, wow. Um... I'm going to go with the Cleveland Brownies at home. Uh, Cleveland plus, what am I getting, eight as well?
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. So
4: Cleveland plus the eight through the uh, the juicy three and seven. And now I need to put it with somebody else. And I'm going to put it with the... (laughs) (laughs) It's almost as if you're deciding this on the spot. I am. I'm deciding it on the fly here because it's so difficult. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys minus one. I mean, how can the Dallas Cowboys lose to the New York Jets? Yeah,
2: although it is Sam Darnold off the mono. And when last we saw Sam Darnold, uh, they built up a big lead against the Buffalo Bills back in Week One, only to squander it. So, Gil, Yo, you do
4: know that that um, teams that are having a mononucleosis quarterback <laughs> in the last 35 years, coming off a double-digit loss on games of less than 57 degree weather with a chance of humidity of over 25 percent, are 10 and four. Wait a minute.
3: Wait a minute. There's this. There's a subset to that. Also, when the wind has blown five to seven miles an hour, they're six and one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mike, whatever you do, don't tell people where you got that information from. I don't want I them will to know. Never, I will never give it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Sam Darnold does not play defense. The Jets, you ready for this parlay? This is our uh, numbers game thing this week. The Jets have given up a score when their opponent is inside the red zone on 54 consecutive possessions. 54 consecutive possessions by an opponent inside the red zone in which the Jets have given up a score. In other words, no stoppage on downs, uh, no interception, no fumble recoveries, no ability to make field goals not go through the uprights. 54! The Jets have scored two touchdowns in four games on offense. You're New York Jets, Jeff Parlay.
5: They're, they're they're a work of art, Gil. They truly are a work of art. Are you teasing Dallas, too? No, I'm not. I'm not touching that game um, on, on a teaser. Or, or actually, I know we'll have a question later like that. Uh, but uh, it's in consideration for that answer. Teaser-wise here, Gil, I'm with you guys on the Titans. How is Denver winning this game by more than more, more a than touchdown? Tease Tennessee up to the eighth. I like that a whole lot. And this one, uh, I'm going to... Go away from Pittsburgh, obviously. And I would see him as the obvious one since I liked them getting seven. I'm going to go to. A, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to take the put, push the Bengals up to 17 and a half oh against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, at some point, pride has to come in for Cincinnati, and I'm not buying Baltimore at all, Gil. I think they're pretty fraudulent. This is the second time that Cincinnati has seen Lamar Jackson as well. And Lamar Jackson has struggled the second time around the league. So I'll I'll put Cincinnati all the way through 17, up to 17 and a half. So Titans plus eight, and Bengals plus 17 and a half.
2: Well, we can only give you six, so that would be 17 on the button. You know, we still do it that oh, way? I,
5: oh, I, oh I'm, I'm seeing 11 and a half.
2: I'm not seeing that, Jeff Pauls. Don't try I'll it.
5: still take it. I'll still take it up to 17. That's all fine.
2: Right. Right. Once again, Hoops peterson your way through this podcast here, everybody. Uh, here's my thing with that. I've been on Cincinnati twice on the road, ATS. They've come through each time. I totally get what you're saying. I don't think it's a bad play at all on Cincinnati. Uh, I asked this of Lombardi earlier in the week on VEASAN on a numbers game, uh, Series XM Channel 204. Michael Lombardi, who has worked with the greats, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Bill Walsh. Al Davis, and I said to him, I go, have you ever seen a coach, talk about Zach Taylor now, the Bengals, who looks more lost and more helpless on a sideline than he does? It is so hard to watch that guy. And Lombardi, who, you, who has no problem piling on on these kinds of things, he also was very sympathetic to Zach Taylor. He just looks lost. You feel terrible for this guy. Uh, but you're teasing that with, uh, with Tennessee? Was that the other one that you had? Tennessee? We're all good.
5: That's right. Yeah, no, I think all of us like Tennessee, Gil.
2: You know what that means. Oh, boy. Uh, So we all picked Tennessee in the teaser. Is that right? Mike went Tennessee with. No,
3: no, no. Todd did not.
4: Todd did not. Mike Browns and Cowboys. Yeah, Mike went Tennessee and Cowboys. You went Tennessee and Bucks. And um, Jeff went Tennessee and Cincy. I went Cleveland and Dallas.
2: Yes, your you're well-thought-out, heavily-researched teaser that we all <laughs> heard from you when you came up with it. All right, final two questions, gentlemen. Each and every Megapod ends with these two questions. First of which is, which of the big favorites do you believe is the most likely to lose outright? Let's go through these. I think we have enough candidates. I might have to fudge this. Obviously, Thursday night. New England, seventeen point favorites tonight against the New York Football Giants. Baltimore, eleven point favorites against the Cincinnati Bungles. Gotta ooh, we gotta go down all to the afternoon games. Dallas, seven point favorites on the road against the Jets. Charger, we'll throw that in there. Six and a half point favorites at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Which of that group, which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright, Mikey?
3: Chargers Anthony Lynn.
2: Period. Period. I will say the exact same thing, and it's not that difficult of a choice. Todd, uh, I
4: guess. Uh, I guess you have to go with the Chargers. I mean, how, uh, who's going to lose? Dallas? I don't see Dallas losing. Um, you know, Pitt, I mean, yeah. I got. I guess I guess I got to stay with you guys on this
2: one. Dallas not going to lose. Baltimore going to lose to Cincinnati? Maybe division game? Maybe? Certainly not. Uh, New England. The problem is, I'd like to include more games in this, but once you get past the Chargers, it dips all the way down to four as the biggest spread other than that. So those are your only candidates. Uh, Jeff, same thing? Chargers? Yeah, I
5: I, I think it has to be the Chargers. Uh, I, I would say Dallas is the second most likely. Uh, to lose if uh, if the Jets had uh, had uh, C J Mosley this week, but Mosley's going to be out. Well, so Mosley's out. It's go- it's got to be the Chargers. That's really the only
2: choice. Mosley's a big deal because, as we recall, that game that I talked about week one, that entire Bills Jets game changed when Mosley left the game for the Jets, and the Jets squandered a uh, 16 to nothing lead, ended up losing 17-16 to 16 week one against the Bills. All right, final question then. Let's say we live in a bizarro world where we had to make, we were forced to make a pick on a side in each and every one of these NFL games, every damn one of them, but you were allowed one free pass, one game where you look at the matchup and you're like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Mike Palm, which is the game you want no part of?
3: I'm going to go to the game with the organization... Too dysfunctional to win against the organization trying to lose. I want no part of Redskins' (laughs) offense.
2: Hmm. Easy choice. Although, I'll be honest with you, I actually considered the Redskins for one of my picks in Circa. I did. It is Case Keenum, but I hear what you're saying. No no problem with that pick. I will say for me, and I had, I actually hadn't thought about this in advance, but for me, I think the one that I want absolutely no part of is maybe the best matchup on the board, which is Philadelphia at Minnesota. So I'll go the exact opposite of what you're saying, which is clearly the worst matchup, Washington-Miami. I think Philadelphia at Minnesota, the spread is three for Minnesota. Just have no idea who's going to come out on top. I could see Minnesota beating them. I could see Philadelphia beating them. It's like a Kirk Cousins referendum game. Todd? What do you want no part of?
4: I don't want any part of this Atlanta Falcons, Arizona, Diamondback, Cardinal team or whatever is playing over there. Uh, Atlanta, I just can't stand them. I don't know. I made a bet on them last week. M- might have been my worst <laughs> in game bet of my entire life, other than taking myself plus two and a half games against Mike Palm uh, in the, uh, in minus, the
2: minus two and a half.
4: Yeah, that was just a bad line. No. So a- Atlanta Falcons. Who, who, what is this team? I give me a break already. I mean, they just ridiculous. And then Arizona, I, I don't even know what to think because you know, sometimes I look at Kyler Murray and I think, okay, yeah, he's really talented, he can do things. And then he can run around. Other times I'm like, well, this team just stinks. So I, I just don't know what I'm getting in this Arizona uh, Atlanta game. And and can I just say, Matt Ryan is not good. I'm just tired of this Matt Ryan is good nonsense.
2: He's not good. The Kyler Murray thing is interesting too, because I think through five weeks of the season, we have impressions of all these other quarterbacks. Like you have a you have an opinion formed of the Gardner Minshews of the world. You might even have opinions formed of other quarterbacks, but the number one pick in the draft, Kyler Murray. I'm not sure I have one, right? Like sometimes okay, make some plays. The height still bothers me. I don't know if he's any good in the end. I really don't. Like is he a sustainable, good NFL quarterback? I'm not sure he is. Jeff, game you want no part of.
5: The game I want no part of is the exact one that Todd Wishnev just brought up. I don't know how you can handicap that game between Atlanta and Arizona because – Atlanta seems to have given up. It's only week six, and it's not like Arizona's any good, despite their win last week in Cincinnati. Uh, I want nothing to do with that game in 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 Glendale, Arizona. I think both the teams stink. It's quite possible it's a thirty-one ten one way. It's quite possible that they tie thirty-eight thirty-eight. Uh, I want nothing to do with this game at all.
2: I'll tell you how confused I am with what Circa picks to make this week to come up with five that I actually considered Atlanta here for a bit because it's sort of like the thinking about Minnesota versus the Giants last week, and Minnesota was one of my correct picks last week in Circa. It's like if you're any good at football, Atlanta Falcons, you have to win this football game, right? Like there's no way. But are they? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm not picking it in the end but i considered it for a second for that for that reason right cuz it's like okay you're you're you should julio jones should be able to go crazy but i'm not betting it i'm not touching it I'm not even including it in one of my picks it's a tough week todd you you have trouble coming up with your 5 too huh
4: i i'm i am terrified this week i mean i every week i look at it and i go oh my god it's so hard and this week, I just think I'm just overwhelmed with how hard it is. I, I don't know what to pick.
2: 16-9, Todd Wishnev, four and a half out of the lead. Could be a millionaire at the end of the season. Could be. By the way, how pumped would all of us be if Todd Wishnev won Circa? Is there, if it wasn't you, and I don't know Mike Palm, you're not eligible, but if it weren't you, Jeff Parles, who on earth would you like to win this more than anybody? My answer would be Todd Wishnev.
5: I would agree. It would also be the greatest comeback uh, story in the history of sports gambling if
3: Todd managed to pull it off. Uh-huh. You know, Gil, what's what's so good about this first week, though, is that with so many people five and zero oh and four and one, how excited everybody is going into week two. I mean, absolutely. I know personally know I personally know four people uh, that are five and zero, oh, and I was getting texts Monday night, and they're all excited, and you know, until they see fifty other people. But it creates so much buzz, and and Forethought into this that it, it even a better idea than i thought it was going in
4: and you know you know this this consensus picks were 3 and 2 last week and i think they're i think they are 11 uh 11 9 or 10 9 and 1 now so far the consensus picks meaning the the picks that the are were most picked the five most picked games in circa is what i'm saying and i think this week we, this would be a great prop bet what will the consensus uh, picks be over or under two and a half obviously two and a half is where is the is the demarcation point I'm gonna guess under this week's gonna have under two and a half on the consensus
2: under I think it's a total under week uh, I echo what you said Mike it's as great as you probably thought it was with the quarterlies it's better than ever uh, you mentioned that you might have a survivor type contest next year is that correct
3: that's correct yeah all right uh, Derek one we didn't have time to roll it out this year with the short lead up because of opening June first, but in addition to the circa million, uh a Survivor uh a Survivor football contest as well is a different option.
2: I love it. Uh I take back what I said about Todd winning circa because I just thought about what he would actually be like if he won this and he would be unbearable. Absolutely. Unbearable. I, I, if,
4: I don't think if, the word is unbearable. It'd be incorrigible. <laughs> I
3: think I think that uh I think to, to my to your question, what I would answer, and and obviously I don't want one to win more than the other, but the better result for a person who would be a more humble if they won than than Todd, and it's a person that went five and zero oh this this past week would be Paulie Howard.
2: Well, Paulie Howard deserves credit for the five and zero. Oh. By the way, I say every week on the show that if you think you're you're the one doing well at football and you think it's your handicapping, because I totally mark down. I'm like baseball and tennis is a cerebral betting activity. Anybody who thinks, Roxy Roxborough, the great Roxy Roxborough said to me, he goes, Gil, no one wins in the NFL. Nobody. That's from the sagest, wisest guy in the world. And what he means by that is you can win for a week, you can win for a month, maybe even a year. But if you think it's you doing this over time, like if you think it's you winning this if you hit 70%, you're getting a lot of breaks uh, in the process. And so uh, I think I would have a lot of humility about it too. If I won the monthly this this month, by the way, I would be the most humble human being ever because I would I would talk about what a joke it is that I wanted given my last month's performance. I just feel like there's so much up in the air about it.
4: I just want to a million so I can get that jacket and just wear that jacket everywhere all, all the time. Well you'll have
3: you'll have enough money to get it altered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we end on that. Mike Palm from Circa. Todd Wishnev from uh, Action and uh, Numbers Game on Wednesday at VEASAN. Jeff Parles, producer number five on a numbers game and his own show Market Watch on VEASAN, Sirius XM Channel 204. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Hope it wasn't too painful for you.
5: No, thank you for having me. Like I said, a a, a great honor to make it on the Megapod.
2: Well, thank you for that. Skype works so well that it's a pleasure for all of us. I think we all can can, uh, agree on that. Thank you all for listening. Good luck with all your Week 6 bets in the National Football League.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
1: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C.,